Turn in your Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to again talk about the kingdom of God. We welcome all of our children this morning. We welcome all of our children workers. We salute you today. We thank God for you. And I believe that God's got a word for every member of the family today. You know, Jesus told us not to worry. And in the context of not worrying, he said, but rather seek ye first the kingdom of God. And then all these things shall be added unto you as a result of the kingdom of God. We discussed last week that the kingdom of God is the kingdom over which God rules. It is the realm where his will is fulfilled and where his will prevails. See, you and I used to be part of the kingdom of darkness, but we've been delivered. We've been transferred lock, stock, and barrel out of the kingdom of darkness, and we have been brought into the kingdom of the Son of His love. And in the kingdom of God is where the will of the King prevails. In the kingdom of darkness is where the will of the enemy prevails. And that's why Jesus told us to pray, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Everyone say it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray that out of a heart of faith, we're inviting the kingdom of God, which is righteousness and peace and joy, into the arena of our life. And when His kingdom comes and dominates in our life, oh, glory to God, we can expect great days in the here and now. Amen. Amen. Are we on the same page today? We discussed last week that the kingdom of God is an everlasting kingdom. To this kingdom, there shall be no end. In these days, we're going to see kingdoms and nations fall on the right and fall on the left. But one thing is for sure. You and I are part of an unshakable kingdom which cannot and will not be removed. You know, you look at the Gospels and you understand that Jesus spent many, many days and gave many, many references to the kingdom of God. He was kingdom minded. He wants you and I to become kingdom minded. When he would go to cities and towns, the sick would be healed, the dead would be raised, the deaf would hear, and the blind would see. And they'd say, now stay around just a little while. He says, I can't stay. I must go to the next village. I must go to the next city. And there, preach the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God, when it is preached accurately, it saves souls, it heals bodies, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor get some hope installed into their spirit. The kingdom of God is the message for the hour. It is the message of this day, and it is the message of the hour. And so last Sunday night we talked about having much time and spending much time in the kingdom of God. Jesus said in the parable of the sower soweth the word, he said, here is the kingdom of God and how it operates. It is as if a man should cast seed into the ground. He should go to bed and rise night and day, but the spread, the seed will grow up. He doesn't know how. 
But first, glory to God, it's the blade, then it's the ear, then it's the full corn in the ear. And so that is how the kingdom operates. It operates on the law of sowing and reaping. Now, when we talk about sowing and reaping, we do not just want to think about sowing and reaping in the financial area. Your life is a seed. The time that you have invested today to honor the Lord, to come together and lift up His holy name is a seed. You serving for the kingdom of God is a seed. Your words are a seed. Your life is a seed, whether good or bad. And whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And so we've got so little time left right now. We've got a sliver of time left here on earth. You know, these are the last days. This could be the last generation. If it is not the last generation, it could be your last time. (coughs) Amen. And so the kingdom of God is worthy of your time. It is worthy of your talents. It is worthy for your treasures. No man, no man that looks back in this day and this hour, no man that looks longingly back to the spirit of this world and thinks about and talks about all they left. Yeah, you left a lot. You left a hangover. You left a heroin habit. You left all sorts of diseases. You left lack. You didn't leave anything. But no man that is called into the kingdom of God and looks back, he's not fit for the kingdom of God. I am talking to Camp Heart of the Bay. We want to become fit, able for the master's use. Whatever the king says, we will do. Wherever the king says, we will go. Glory to God. Amen. And amen. And amen. I'm telling you that great is our God. And we are to spend our days here on earth advancing His kingdom. That's what it's all about. I just dropped by to talk to you a little bit about great is our God and how to become great in the kingdom of God. Psalms 48 says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Psalm 86 says, for thou art great and you do wondrous things. He says, you are God alone. Isn't that right, Clarence? You went in, they told you you had a heart problem, you came out, and they said, no more heart problem. Hallelujah. See, Clarence has no problem going to a medical doctor, but he talks to the great physician first. Anyway, Psalm 95, 3 says, for the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. I'm telling you, we serve a big God. An immense God, an enormous God, and He wants to do great things in your life. Psalm 96 4 says, The Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Psalm 145 says, Great is the Lord and greatly, come on, saints, to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. Woo, glory. Psalm 147 says, Great is our God, and He's of great power, and His understanding is infinite. He's a great God. Young people, older people, seniors, 
Listen to this preacher today. You were not born into the kingdom to idly coast tell retirement. You were not born into the kingdom to just watch television and twiddle your thumbs. You were born into greatness. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I said by the Holy Ghost, you were born into a great kingdom under the lordship of a great king. And you were born for greatness. That seed is in you. And that's why John said, when there was so much going on in the world, when the spirit of Antichrist was prevailing, John said, no problem. Just remember this, that greater is he that is in you than he that is out there in this world. And there's a lot of false things out in the world. There's a lot of junk going on in the world. But you and I are not of that world. We are from another place. We are from another kingdom. We are operating under the king system. And greater. Say that. Try that on for size today. Say it real strong. Greater, greater. is he, he that is in me than he that is in the world. And so the father and his family, it's family day at Heart of the Bay. Hey, that kind of rhymes and I'm kind of waxing prophetic. Thank you. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I am thinking toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Jeremiah 1, 5 in the Amplified basically says this, before I formed you, in the womb. I knew you. And I approved of you. You're not the rejected trying to be accepted. You're the accepted and the beloved. And the devil's trying to make you feel rejected. But when God says I've approved of you. You are approved. He doesn't approve of all of our junk. Going on in our lives. But in Christ he says I approve of you. As my chosen instrument. As my chosen instrument. Now I'm not going to spend a great deal of time. Trying to wax eloquent. Or preach to you the ins and outs of theological Elizabethan Greek and Hebrew today. But I do have a word from heaven. Let's pray. Father thank you for the word of God today. In these next few moments. May it lodge deep within our spirits. In Jesus name. Amen. God's got a plan. God's got a purpose. All people, regardless of their circumstances, regardless of the circumstances of your birth, regardless of your life history and your current situation, God's got a plan, God's got a path, and God's got a purpose for you. You are no way an accident. From before the foundation of the world, the hand of the Lord was upon you. And the hand of God is upon you for good things. And I believe this, that along life's paths, when we walk in the Spirit, when we walk close to God, He will come near to us and He will unveil and reveal exactly what His plans are. He said in Ephesians 2 and 10, For you are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, 
unto good works that you should walk therein. And the Bible in the Amplified says, He has destined and designed paths for you to walk down. Amen. So I believe that when we grow up in the Lord, that we will begin to discover what it is that God has called us to do. We do not necessarily decide what God's got for us. Because each and every one of you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But I will say this, that he's got something for all of his kids. And one of the ways that you can discover is just by asking yourself a few questions. Ask yourself, think about what is the true desire of your heart. Regardless of what people say, what is it that you have in your heart? What is it that drives your passion, your drive? What do you get excited about? What do you get up in the morning and get excited about? It better not be Spongebob. It better not be Barney. And it sure better not be Regis and Kelly. But what is it that comes into your mind, that comes into your spirit? Oh, glory to God, King of kings and Lord of lords. What can I do for you today? Who can I bless? Who can I give a word to? Where and how can I serve you, O King? And then know what gifts flow through you. What is it that God has placed in you? That you have what we would call a sweatless, effortless way of displaying the goodness of God. And above all, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Oh, being filled with the Spirit is a must for kingdom people. No, you don't have to be filled with the Spirit and speak in other tongues to make it to heaven. You get to. And the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, that they are the sons of God. Sons of God, daughters of God, can expect to be led by the Spirit of God. So place your life in His hands. Trust in the Lord, the Bible says, with all your heart. And don't lean to your own understanding. Your head will get you in trouble. God didn't design for us to live out of our head. He designed for us to live out of our heart. And when you live out of your heart by the leading of the Holy Spirit, there's going to be a lot of things that make no sense up here. But oh, if you'll just trust Him. And you'll take the steps that the captain of your salvation has ordained for you. More steps will be revealed. The steps of a good man. The steps of a kingdom man. The steps of a kingdom woman. They're ordered by God. Little ones, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. This week, school starts for many of you. When you get up in the morning, moms and dads, acknowledge Him. Little ones, when you get up in the morning, acknowledge Him. Ask Him for wisdom. Ask Him for strength to overcome the kind of temptations you might face at school. And there are temptations. Satan's number one program is to weaken the saints. So that he can overwhelm them and then ultimately destroy them. So we must develop in our lives a spiritual fortress of strength 
by praising Him and trusting Him and acknowledging Him every day of our life. Don't leave your house without proclaiming the name of the King. Don't leave your house without proclaiming the blood of the Lamb. Don't leave your house without wielding the sword of the Spirit. You're in the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is in you. And you should be expecting Him to show up in everywhere you go and in everything you do in this day and in this hour. In the city, in the field, in the school, on the streets, wherever you are, become kingdom binded and the king will see to it that everything with you goes all right. Is that all right? Do you believe that? Do you receive that today? Woo! Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Everything is going to be all right. Oh, don't make me come down there today. We may just tear this place up today. Everything is going to be all right. Pastor Mark, I got a bad report from the doctor. Everything. Gonna be all right. My sons, my daughters came home with D's on the report card. Everything. Gonna be all right. My first report card as a senior in high school made me scholastically ineligible for basketball, which I was the co-captain of a team that had just won third in the state the year before, was four F's and a D minus. My mama pulled out the rosary. <laughs> Everything turned out all right. And the devil will make it look worse sometimes before the sun shines. But in the midst of your darkness, hey, declare everything's going to be all right. Joy is coming in the morning. Woo, joy is coming. Strength is coming. Peace is coming. Life is happening. Listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Put your life in the hand of the King. Greatness and serving always go together. You see, there were people that were concerned, John and James, about who's going to be greatest in the kingdom of God. And Jesus simply answered them by saying, You know what? Don't sweat that stuff. We're not living according to the way the Gentiles live. But here's how I want you to live. Whoever among you that wants to be great shall become your servant. And whoever of you would be the chiefest becomes servant of all. Because this is what the kingdom is all about. The king's talking. And he said, because the Son of Man didn't come to be ministered to, but to minister. And to give his life a ransom for many. I am serving you today. I am in the ministry of helps. Yes, I'm an anointed pastor and teacher. But my main call is to serve the people of God. Whatever we do must be out of the motivation of serving one another in the love of God. Amen.
In the Amplified, it says, but this is not to be so among you. Instead, whoever desires to be great among you must be your servant. And I know that some people look at that and they say, this must be a must print, misprint. (laughs) (laughs) You don't come great, they'll say, by becoming a servant. I'm working to acquire servants. I've got people waiting on me and taking orders from me. That's the world's view. But God's word, God's kingdom view is, if you want to be great, then be a great servant. See, some speak of the secret of greatness as their connections and their portfolio and the influence that they have. But God says you'll never be great until you learn to serve. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said that everyone can become great because everybody can serve. You may not have money for the offering today, but you've got time to serve in this church. You may not have a nickel in your portfolio, but you've got breath. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I'm not against college degrees. I'm for college degrees. But you do not have to be a mathematician or have a college degree to serve. Dr. King says... You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. He says, what you need is you need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by the love of God. See, Paul had it right when he spoke to the church at Philippi. He said, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem one another better than himself. Look not... Out only for your own interests, but look out for the interests of others. Kingdom of God minded. Thank God for Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Thank God for this building here. But thank God for helping other people achieve their dreams and achieve their goals. Thank God for the mighty move of the Holy Spirit in America. But also thank God for what's happening in the Philippines. What's happening in Thailand? Thailand. What's happening around the world? Kingdom-minded people become kingdom-expanded conscious. And the Lord says that if you'll take care of other people's stuff, I'll make sure that your stuff is always taken care of. And concerning the time that we sow into the kingdom of God, that if we will cause our time by being a sower into the kingdom, if your time will become extremely important to him, he will see to it that you always have the resources to do what he's called you to do. You see, where there is a vision from God, there is a provision from heaven. He will enable you. He will supply your need. But he's not going to bless you twiddling your thumbs. He's not going to bless you just idly standing by. He's going to bless those that are about the Father's business. Amen. So in serving then, we all descend into greatness by having a kingdom-minded mindset. Amen. Amen. The road to greatness is humility. The way up is down.
You see, only the secure will serve. Secure in who they are in Christ. Secure in His love for them. Secure in the fact that God is their source and Redeemer. Servanthood begins with security. The secure are into towels. The insecure are into titles. The secure are people conscious. The insecure are position conscious. The secure want to add value to others. And the insecure want to receive value from others. Listen, friend, you are created to serve. The Bible says that you are put on this earth for a reason. Human beings are here to serve. Human beings are here to help one another. God says, I've created you for ministry. I've created you for service. Listen, every one of us have a supply to bring. I don't have the same giftings and talents that Brother Mario might have, or Joshua might have, or Minister Richardson might have, but I'm not camping out there. I'm thanking God for what He's put in them. And I'm praying that the supply that they have in Christ Jesus would flow freely and unhindered. And so I rejoice in what God has called others to do. But I highly value and esteem what He's called me to do. And that's the way it needs. If it's the way it, that way up here, it needs to be that way down there. It needs to be that way in every one of our lives. And Mother Teresa said something I think that's applicable at this point. She said, you cannot do what I can. You can do what I cannot do. And I can do what you cannot do. But listen to this. Together, we can do great things. Heart of the Bay, together, we can do great things. Together, we can see more souls saved this year than we've seen in the last 10 years. Together, we can see this property paid off. Together, we can support missionaries around the world. Together, everyone on deck doing their part. You are gifted for service. See, this message started out real strong. And I wanted to get your attention because you do serve a great God. But greatness in the kingdom is not automatic. It comes by giving your life to Him. In 1 Peter 4.10, it says this, God has given each of you a special ability. Be sure to use them to help each other. The Amplified Version says, employ that for the use of the kingdom of God. In speaking of stewardship, the master said, it is a must, it is primary that a steward be found faithful. And stewardship means having the oversight, the care Or the management of something that belongs to someone else. Listen carefully. Service for a Christian is not optional. A non-ministering Christian is a contradiction. If you are still in the mode of who's going to meet my needs stage, you haven't grown up yet, you're still immature. But the mature Christian says... Whose needs can I meet? You need me there at seven, I'll be there. 
You need me to be there at 10, I'll be there. Because they realize that God blesses them more and more, the more that they give to the Lord. And I get tired of hearing people saying, well, that's just not my ministry. You know, if you don't know exactly what God's called you to do in the church, I got a good place for you. Be a greeter at the door. Work in preschool. Work with youth. Whatever he's placed and put at your feet, do it and do it with all your might. Well, I'm just not into all of that. I, I, you know, I'm a prophet. No, you're not. You're no more a prophet than I landed on moon 10 minutes ago. Yes, I'm a prophetess and I have a word for the nations. How many churches have you preached in? No, none. I'm just not into that. Well, basically you're saying you're not into commitment. You know, I'm glad Noah didn't say I'm not into animals. <laughs> I'm glad Moses did not say, I'm not into mass immigration. The great prophet Elijah didn't say, well, you know, I'm just not. I don't do false prophets. How about Daniel? Well, I don't do lion's dance. Uh-uh. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, no fire furnace for me. I don't do that. <coughs> Peter didn't say, I don't do Gentiles. Philip didn't say, I don't do desert roads. Paul didn't say, I don't do correspondence. <coughs> and Jesus didn't say, I don't do crosses. you try to keep your life for yourself, you will lose it. But if you will give up your life for my sake and for the good news, you're going to find it. Somebody says, I am so busy already, Pastor Mark. I'm, don't worry, I'm not giving an altar call for ministry of helps today. Don't worry about it. This has got to be a heart thing. The question is not whether or not you're going to be busy. Is what are you going to be busy about? If you'll pray, I'm sure God will show you some unnecessary things that you can lay aside. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. So keep busy, saints, in your work for the Lord. Since that you know that nothing that you do for Him is ever without value. You will be rewarded. It really isn't how long you live that matters. It's how you live that matters. It's not the duration of your life, but it is the donation of your life. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? And in closing today, if you will do these things for the glory of God, I'm going to ask PT to come with our singers. Let's just all lift up our hands before I make this last point. This is a good word today, saints. This is a good word. This is a word straight from the...
straight from the throne of heaven. You may be seated. I didn't ask you to stand, but I will in a few moments. I want to hear from the Lord. Well done, Mark. I want to hear, you know what? You've been faithful over a few things. But there's coming a day where I'm going to put you in charge over many things. Do you want to hear that? You want to hear the master say, well done? Come on, son. Come on, daughter. And and share in your master's happiness. Listen, friends. Serving God and become great in the kingdom of God is a wise investment. Listen, it is part of your honor for him. And here's what Jesus is saying to the core of your being today. My father will in fact honor anyone who serves me. He will honor you. How does he honor us? Oh, glory to God. He honors you with long life. He honors you with promotion. In this day in which we live, he'll honor you with a job. If anyone serves me, today in your heart, Let's all just stand. We've got offering to do, communion to do, altar calls to do. But everyone just stand right now. And in your heart of hearts, just begin to pray out of your heart. Thank you, Lord. Father, we are here as a family today to connect with the kingdom of God. And so by faith this morning, we reach out and we receive all that you have for us in the name of Jesus.